support and uh, all the shares that you guys have been doing and getting this in the right hands. Just go ahead and send people these episodes and blame it on me. Tell them what you want to tell them through my voice. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take the blame. But thank you. As a practicing psychotherapist, I often find myself asking the question, whenever I meet a patient, I ask them, what brings you to counseling? I'm pretty cliched. I go by the book in that, in just in that area, you'll see me ask that question. What, what brings you here? And often patients are so well mm, researched, okay, that they will tell me I am depressed. I am anxious. And when they talk about depression and anxiousness, they'll say my depression, my anxiety, and it becomes theirs. And they say it to me like I have put a lot of value on that and that I would agree with them. Uh, when I ask them a lot of times, how, how long have you had depression? And you know, uh, are you still depressed? And they say, well, yeah, yeah, I'm still depressed. I even ask people if they ever thought that they could be happy and that they can resolve depression and they get offended. Actually, I'm not even joking with you. I often get people that are really offended. It's like I'm hurting their identity. I am, um, making fun of them or something. They honestly get offended when I tell them that it's possible to resolve depression. Okay. So I'm here to demystify the world of mental health for you. And because we've gone wild at this point, our need to know has gone haywire. I know that we want to bring a sense of awareness to mental health, but we're almost, I hate to say it, dehumanizing it. We're just spitting out labels. And we're making those labels as part of somebody's identity. People are uh, getting into group chats and um, anything really that would, would show that this is their identity. It's like they're walking around with their anxiety, my anxiety, my depression, like a little dog that they have to show everybody is my, my depression. And at that point, it becomes difficult. Let me put it this way. If, if, you make it yours, it's going to be difficult to remove it from your identity. It's going to be like, what are you without this depression or this anxiety? So I'm here to tell you that depression and anxiety is just a recent label that we came up with. Our, and I've talked about this before. My profession uh, is really all about the non-evidence-based We cannot really quantify the mind. And because medical, the medical world wants to quantify something that cannot be quantified, we decided to bring labels to it. We decided to 
slap a label. You know, when you go to a, a regular primary care physician, you know, you can go through tests and it can be clearly determined from your sonograms, MRIs, whatever, that you may have a tumor, you may have uh, b- blood pressure, uh, hypertension, uh, anything. Like, you can determine it physically. The mind is a different thing, and yet we use the same type of diagnostic, I don't know, thing to determine what a person is going through. And we almost make it seem like it's not natural, like it's not a natural human experience. And if I have depression, it's going to be like all, all, all the way depression. It's like, I can't get out of it. Depression or this, or sadness, my friends, is part of life. When I have sad thoughts, the consequences are going to be sad emotions. When I have anxious thoughts continuously, I will be experiencing anxious fight or flight response in my body. It is not unnatural. It is not something that is external that uh, sometimes we think it's just chemical, but we are producing those chemicals. That's the good news. This all should be good news for many people. Most of the time when I meet people, I tell them uh, that it's possible for them to resolve depression and resolve anxiety. It's scary for many people. It really is. But I think, I think that the, as a therapist, I'm being honest with you, I don't think the labels are helping as much as we think they might be. I think people now are attempting to self-diagnose and they're not using those labels like clinicians do. We don't place a lot of weight on them, believe it or not, not as much as you do. Again, those labels take on the medical practice approach where, you know, the sonogram and all that, it doesn't make sense to me for the mind because the mind requires a lot of other things. It's a lot of other components that you cannot see. But as a therapist, I have to feel around for, I have to listen for, I have to listen for your thoughts. I have to listen for the way you talk about your world. You talk about how you solve your problems, your interpretations of your world, your relationship with yourself. All that is important to me. And there's no criteria (laughs) that needs to be met. The best way to explain it is it's called feeling work. I feel it. I'm feeling you out, basically, as a therapist. So it's hard to to take this practice and make it into a medical, evidence-based, you got to meet certain criteria for it to be cancer or for it to be depression or for it to be anxiety. Um, but as an, as a clinician, yeah, when I read depression, it doesn't mean the same thing as when a person who is not a clinician reads it. A person who's not a clinician, regular human being, um, not had any training in this area thinks that depression is something else <laughs> and is taken to another level because when they read this information, wherever they read it at, whether it's Google, whatever, it's not, um, they're not reading it with a clinical eye. What I mean by clinical eye is that we just use those labels as a way that to speak to another clinician. Let's say you come and see a therapist. I write depression. So let's say the next therapist who works with you can know what symptoms you might be experiencing. But it doesn't mean I use that, that label and, and, and just think you're that label. I don't think that at all. What I'm treating with you are some of the symptoms that you're talking about, you're uh, 
exhibiting or demonstrating in your life and in your actions. That's what we're looking at here. I hope that makes sense because I want us to bring this whole depression and anxiety and mental health awareness. Like, let's, let's, let's all calm down a bit. <laughs> Can you believe that? A therapist is saying, calm down on mental health awareness. Calm down. Because I, again, I'm seeing that it's debilitating more people than it is empowering them. People now are self-diagnosing. They're coming to my office and saying, I'm a depressed, I've been depressed. And I'm like, what does that mean? I, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled because I'm thinking, I have a hard time giving you, slapping a label on you. It's so hard for me to label you. And you're quick to label yourself. Some people even think because a clinician said it or a doctor said it, it's like a, a death sentence that you have to stick to, that it must be true because a doctor says it. And... There's some very aversive responses to being diagnosed in mental health that I don't think is for the purposes of, of helping, unfortunately. I don't think it serves you very well to know. Also, one of the reasons we label is for insurance purposes. Your insurance companies need to know what we're treating. And so they're using the medical model by having to give you a diagnosis in order for you to get treatment because they want to know what we're treating. I get it. I get it. Fair enough. But again, when a person, a regular person sees their diagnosis without a clinical eye or understanding the background of it as a clinical person, meaning somebody working in the mental health field, they're, they're not reading it correctly. It, they're looking at it like it's it's cancer or it's a death sentence or it's something that I could never fix and never, I have to be stuck with it because I'm chemically defective. What? 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 Unreal. It's just fantasy land. No. Again, the way you're looking at it is like, I have cancer. Most people look at it and treat this label like I have cancer. Like I'm going to know more about you and the insides of you. And when I tell you that you have depression, that you're something, somehow it's like a, a medical diagnosis that it just needs to be treatable with medication and electric shock therapy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's insanity. What we've done with this mental health awareness business is ins insanity. Mental health issues are real. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... Things like depression, anxiety are stuff that I think in my field we might see a lot of. It's like our common cold. And I want to just remind you that it's treatable, that it's it can be resolved is the best way to say that. Meaning that you can gain coping skills to deal with life's adversities and learn to bounce back. That's what our human spirit needs to do. Depression is another way to say I'm hopeless to my emotions. Anxiety is another way to say that my fears are always real to me. I always respond to fear. Another way that I like saying de depression is depression is me looking at the past and thinking I wish I can change it. And anxiety is all about the future and fear of it. And what could possibly happen? What if the worst case scenarios? That's anxiety. So depression is the past. Anxiety is a future problems. So that never happened, by the way. <laughs> the future that never happened yet. So again, you guys, when I'm looking at you as a therapist, 
all I'm seeing, all I'm hearing are the, are your, is your language. That's what I'm treating the way your outlook on life. Is it encouraging? Is it empowering? Or is it self-defeating? Are you your worst enemy? Or are you your best friend? Your healer? You are fully equipped with everything you ever needed. You're born that way. You're born that way. There's nothing else that you need. And if you found that out, the clue, you guys, that's that's the, un- the unbelievable part. The clue is there. You're born by yourself fully complicated piece of equipment that you are. And we see the ability to self-heal physically. The clue is there. When I cut myself, it heals. You can heal. You can see. And what would make you think that your brain cannot do the same? That it doesn't have the same powers to do that? Just like it can cut, it can also heal you. And when we move to external sources of healing... We're moving further and further away. And you've heard me say this before multiple times, but you know, I'm going to repeat myself because that's what I do. When you use the external sources, it moves you further and further away from you and your ability to self-heal and self-transform. You won't like it. It's not a long-term thing. Medications, without therapy, alcohol, all that is just temporary patch-ups, my friend. Temporary. When you work on the relationship with yourself, that's going to be the biggest long-term change that you're going to ever see. And to me, my money is always on you. A lot of people depend on the medication, but any good psychiatrist or prescriber, provider, medical provider will, will be agreeing with this when I say that it's not a long-term, most of the time, most of the time, it's not a long-term solution. It's not. It's supposed to help with, with psychotherapy as an adjunct to the medication, it's not separate from it. But most people get the pill and they check out. They're like, I just got the pill. I'm good. It'll take care of my whole world for me. And it doesn't. Sure enough, you'll find out that the pill can only do so much because your thinking is still the same way. And when your thinking is still the same way, you're producing the same damn chemicals. If you're still worried and anxious, you're going you're gonna to produce the anxious hormones, right? The anxious chemistry. You see how that's connected? So I don't want you to get confused. Those labels, you guys, are not working out for us. And again, if this hurts your feelings, ask yourself, why am I having a hard time not calling myself depressed? Not calling myself anxious, right? Not saying those are part of my identity. I am those things. What? what why am I having a hard time with releasing those words? As part of my identity. Am I now, am I using them as a crutch? Ask yourself. Because sometimes I I do hear people defending the idea of depression, that they're depressed. I mean, because that's what they've been telling people that they are and that they use it and excuses their, their, their feeling of hopelessness. It's now used as an excuse. Not all the time, but most certainly it's at times, yes, the diagnosis is used that way. Uh, again, it's it's not the interpretation of a clinician. So people think, oh, I just it's just my depression. I I just sit in it and I just this is what I do. I was just depressed. I was depressed this whole weekend. Wow, wow. Could you have just been sad because your mother just passed away? Could you be sad because you just lost your job? No, I must be depressed. It's depression. And people really resist. They really resist me telling them that 
it's sadness. It, it's just sadness. And then it's human to experience that, to feel that. It's okay. Stay away from diagnosing yourself. When you go to a therapist, you know, think about, I'm not going to call myself names because it's easy for me to be sad because I can get over sadness. I can recover from sadness. But when I'm depressed, that's a hard, hard word to recover from in our brain. Okay. So what you say and how you talk about your world and what words you use are going to determine how fast you can recover from adversity, from challenges in your life. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it beautiful to know that you have everything you ever needed to heal yourself, that you're fully equipped to do so? I know people tell me, well, Tala, there's some chemical changes, right? And I'm not going to disagree with you. Absolutely there is. Yeah. But I'm here to also tell you, and it's backed up by many, many studies, a ton of literature, that we are producing this chemistry. We are producing it with our patterns, our habits, and thinking. And after a while, believe it or not, our thoughts become so effortless because we've conditioned them for so long and we just go to them right away. The best thing that you can get out of this discussion today is that it's a lot better for you to be sad than to be depressed and a lot easier to recover from a simple stress, a stress versus anxiety, right? It's, it's different, two different things. Choose your words wisely. They define your life and they define your approach to life even more so. Um, so yeah, I can't talk about medication. I only know that it is definitely a great adjunct to psychotherapy and it's a good partner, a good sidekick. It's it cannot stand by itself because you're thinking, it doesn't change your thinking. It doesn't give you a relationship with yourself or teach you coping skills, friends. It just alters moods and we know that. We know that. Uh, it's not just enough to just change chemistry. We have to be able to change it for life. And to change it for life, we got to do the work. We got to do the work. So something to reflect on. A little bite for you to eat. Yeah. There's hope out there, you guys. There's hope. If you have been diagnosed with something, don't stick to the label. It's a human diagnosis. You existed before that, believe it or not, before that title did. You were there before that title did. It doesn't have the power. It only has the power that you give it. Okay. That's how beautiful and powerful your brain is. It can do whatever, whatever you believe it can do. It will do it. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me tonight. I hope this was helpful. I've been wanting to have this talk for a while. Keep on with improving yourself and transforming yourself. Don't let any label by any human being hinder you. Even a doctor, even a psychotherapist. I don't care who they are. I cannot know you better than you know yourself. Okay. So if I throw a label at you, it does, does not, doesn't mean what you think it means. Okay. It, if, if, if the label won't help you anyway, please disregard it because we've lived this long without these labels. Believe it or not. Many of us, many of us in the, all around the world are living without these labels. How are they doing it? <laughs> Let's go back to basics, people. It's okay. Let's go back to basics. Let's not over dramatize over mainstream things that are are making us immobile in a lot of ways emotionally are making us place limits on ourselves when we don't need to there's you're not defective there's nothing wrong with you nothing that isn't human okay nothing that isn't human i hope you know that all right <laughs> thank you guys i'm sending you guys love 
so much love and I can feel you out there. I can feel you out there and I hope that you guys are doing well. I can feel the collective. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.